Welcome to Coffee and Converse. I'm Diane and this is a show for lifestyle entrepreneurs, those people building a business to support their life instead of living to build a business. If this is you, stick around for strategies on doing business more efficiently with more ease and in a way that feels oh so good to you. Hey, hey, today's guest, Nicole Beatty, helps female coaches and service providers launch offers with incredible virtual events and blow up their reach by repurposing content that's just kind of sitting around gathering dust in the cloud. So I'm pretty excited to find out more about that. Hey, Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Diane, for having me. So let's start with a little bit about your journey. Okay, so it's not that long, but it's kind of a little bit of a windy road to get to it. I am a full-time registered nurse and have been so for, I don't know, 10 years. I don't know. I tell people 20, 100, I'm not sure. But either way, I'm a registered nurse. And at some point in my journey, I just kind of got bored, like doing the same things, you know, saving lives, you know, it's just, it's every day. (laughs) So I decided I really wanted to just do something that was creative, something that I could just, you know, it was mine, it was my brainchild, it was something that just flex those muscles. And the world of online marketing and online entrepreneurship came up. And, you know, I kind of, you know, went through it like everybody does, you know, trying to find my way. And eventually landed on virtual events. And I was like, yo, what is this? Like, it's fun. I can create something with people that is exciting and uh, something new. And I had a little bit of a background of creating events. And so I decided, hey, I was going to go ahead and do that. Here we are. (laughs) Fast forward like two years now. We're coming up on two years where we're doing the virtual event space. And this is pre-COVID. So, you know, once COVID hit, it was like, whoa. But then what happened was I kind of decided, you know what, I wasn't really helping the females that I were help that I was helping, I felt like I needed to help them more. Like they would do these amazing events and it would be like, whoa, this is awesome. And then it would be nothing. And I would be like, okay, so what did you use the event for? Did you repurpose it? Did you, you know, what did you do? Like, you know, how did you keep the community engaged? And it just seemed like it was kind of falling down. And I was like, no, like repurpose it, do this, do that. And the the whole repurposing, I guess, queen kind of came out of it where I was like, I'm going to start helping female entrepreneurs repurpose the heck out of their content and really get the most out of all of their stuff. So that's where that part of the business really stemmed from. So just to clarify, full-time nurse during COVID with one side hustle already decided to add a second. Yes. Yep. Okay, right. Way to make the rest of us feel incredibly lazy. (laughs) No, 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 (laughs) no. So talk me through the kind of content that you mean when you were saying you were talking to people who had done virtual events and they weren't repurposing the content. What kind of content did they have? Yeah. So most of the people that I ended up doing virtual events with, especially early on, they were podcasters or they did some sort of live video. They knew the power of getting their face or their voice in front of, you know, their community. So what I was meaning was, hey, let's take these podcast episodes or even your virtual event. You know, you have plenty of video, right? Why aren't we using those things to the best of our ability? For the most part, most people do an event and then, you know, that 
those videos or the audio, whatever the case may be, they get tucked into a closet that no one ever sees again. So it just kind of became like, hey, not only do you have this content, a lot of content from this event, but you also have a lot of content that you create on the daily basis with your podcast and with your, you know, your video. So that's the that's exactly what I'm talking about. So it's not necessarily just their virtual event content. So if someone's listening to this, if they haven't had a virtual event, they can still apply your repurposing concepts to their business and their current content. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) Heck yeah. I'm talking to those people who do that consistent content, the podcasts, the video live stream, YouTube videos, whatever you do, but having either an audio or video to added to it. So let's say, for example, somebody has a podcast, not at all self-serving here. Traditionally, I'm either going to have an audio track or I'm going to potentially have video. So this could work for someone who has live video as well of the podcast. And as a podcaster, I'm going to strip any audio and I'm going to release that on iTunes and other platforms on a regular basis. Maybe I'm going to make an audiogram or two and I'm going to do a social media post. So what am I missing? How do I take my content and repurpose? purpose it to the max. So exciting. Okay. So I have something called 26 X where we take that pillar content. So one podcast episode, AKA mine, (laughs) and you literally take it and divide it 26 ways. And 26 ways can mean website, it can mean LinkedIn, it can mean, you know, wherever your platforms are, you can quote unquote, repurpose it to that platform. So for example, if you're a blogger or you are interested in growing your website SEO, I would take that podcast episode as only one way, we're talking 26 ways, but as one way, I would create a blog post or get somebody else to create it because Lord knows I can't stand blog posting (laughs) as far as like just writing it out. But get someone else, outsource it to write a blog post based on your podcast. And people are like, well, won't it be the same thing as my show notes? No, because in many times when you do your um, podcast episodes, there are many topics within that one specific episode. So if you want to take one topic and expand on it greatly in a, a blog post, you're able to use, again, that one piece of content and develop that blog post. And then take that one piece of content, possibly create another blog post, again, based on the many topics you're talking about. So that's one way. And again, SEO is your friend, you know, we're going to learn it, we're going to get there, but SEO is your friend and outsource it, just outsource the heck out of that. So then you are, you said the audiograms, which is perfectly fine. I mean, you know, you want to make sure if you have animations, hey, another outsourcing thing. And Canva's doing really great with animations now where you can have like two talking heads and be like, like, oh, this is my little animated thing talking. And, you know, again, some visual effects. Again, so an Instagram post would be great for the audiogram animation. Um, this video. So you, if you have some sort of video attached to your podcast, that video now becomes a third source, right? So you can actually post that video on YouTube if that's one of your... Um, avenues. You can take that video and you can put it on IGTV. So that's another particular place you've repurposed it. It's all about taking that one piece of content and putting it in the multiple ways that your platforms, your social platforms work together. So it's really thinking about these are all the platforms that I have. How do I take this one episode and show it on each of these individual platforms? Are we showing it though all at once? So we 
we record this podcast, it comes out on the Thursday. Am I now blasting every single one of my platforms with every single one of these pieces of content? What does that timetable look like? That is a great question. And the answer is no, you better not do that. (laughs) You want to introduce it like, oh, I'm so excited about this episode, but you want to be able to drip that content out. We're in essence making a content bank, Diane. We're in essence making something that we're going to drip this this content out. We're going to make sure that we're nurturing the people we have with this content. And everybody new who comes to you is like, oh, what's this episode? Oh, I've never seen this. So you're essentially nurturing the people you have, the new people. You're dripping it out. So when I say drip it out, I'm saying, okay, you know, here's maybe the blog post and my Instagram, like, you know, just general picture with a nice little caption. Then maybe a week later, show a video clip of it. Hey, this is what it's about. Go check out episode 55 or whatever the case may be. A great idea. Also, maybe we could do a little clip of IG Reels to get that reach the next week. It should be a drip out process, however you feel comfortable, but realize you have another podcast episode coming out, right? So it's not that you're just putting the same thing out. Now you're refreshing it because you have something new, but you're adding on the back end your content bank. So when you go on vacation, when you go, you know, step away, you are never lacking in your content. And I guess when it's something that is topical, an easy way to refer back to that podcast with a fun little clip or a fun little video without it being just a, hey, go listen to my podcast. It could be that kind of carousel where I'm talking about something in my post, maybe about my podcast. And then it's like, hey, go listen to this episode with Nicole where we talked about repurposing, but it's a little clip of you talking about repurposing. So it actually gives them a reason to go listen or watch. Absolutely. When you think about pillar content creation, you're talking about a lot of the same things. At least I do. (laughs) You're making it fresh, but you're really re-talking about the same points, you know, over and over again. So the fact of the matter is you may be talking about repurposing a hundred episodes from now, Diane, but you can say, hey, we got a new episode fresh from this person about, you know, repurposing. Why don't you go check out this episode with Nicole so you can get a double dose of goodness in this one particular sitting or something like that? You know, you want to be able to refer back to, again, that's a repurposing situation. Yeah, as you're talking, I mentally like drawing flowcharts in my head and like building this ever expanding content repurposing picture. But I'm even thinking those little snippets or audiograms or infographics, which I really like to do on Instagram, particularly for my solo episodes, those could also become web content. Those can be the graphics in the blog post or the Pinterest pins. Yes, yes. I like where you're going with this. Exactly, exactly. And then if Think about it. If Pinterest is your thing, Pinterest now becomes one of those 26 ways because we want to make sure that we're getting people to come to our podcast episode. So we're going to create a Pinterest pin for our our episode. It's really interesting because an awful lot goes into producing a blog or a podcast or a live show or a YouTube channel behind the scenes. You know, I think when people don't have experience with it, you think a podcast is someone grabs a microphone and they have a quick chit chat and like, hey, Bob's your uncle, it just appears, right? Can vouch for is very much not the case. And so for me, I know I have like incredibly popular episodes that if that person 
customers launching something and I'm an affiliate for them, I want to refer back to that episode. That would be so much more powerful if I had a snippet of content or a fun audiogram that's just waiting for that. The possibilities are feeling quite endless. How do I draw the line? Where do I go? Okay, this is enough repurposing before it becomes repurposing for repurposing sake. That's a good question. I specifically chose 26 because of the A to Z, right? I am finished at Z. I don't want to do any more other than Z because we are, again, being consistent with our podcast episodes. So once I get to Z, I'm done. Like it's time to move on to the next episode. So that's the first thing. 26 was the, that's why I chose 26. When it's done is when you hit Z. I'll say it again. (laughs) When you hit Z, when you have made impactful graphics and captions and blog posts on your platforms, and you have displayed this particular piece of content on each of your platforms, and you get to 26, stop. (laughs) That may not seem like the best, best answer, but get to 26 and stop. And when I say 26, again, I don't mean like 10 blog, 10 blog posts equals one, one of the 26, 10 blog posts is 10 of the 26, right? Uh, I wouldn't do 10 blog posts. So (laughs) because that just seems a lot. Yeah, no, but consider them again, that Pinterest pin you talked about, you know, one infographic, you know, one carousel post. And again, I would do this in the sense of, I'm just creating something that's going to be used for later. So for instance, like when you create these things, you're thinking, oh, I need to use it now. That's going to be on my, you know, my Instagram next week. Or, you know, we always think like I'm creating this for this day and this moment. Create it for your bank. Literally saying bank, bank, every single thing you create for it. And I think when you do it that way, you won't necessarily think, oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do this. I can do this and keep going on and on forever. So create it based on this is going to go in my bank. I'm not going to like, you know, use it next week or get too excited about that content or creating that content. So you're creating it forever. Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. Yeah. So it's more like I am creating what I need for in the moment. So for me, that would probably be if I think it through, it would be some kind of Instagram graphic, usually an audiogram. And I normally do so like a podcast graphic, an infographic and a an audiogram, because I find the g- different guests like to share different things. And my audience really likes the infographic. So that's easy for me to do. Then it's thinking about if I bring Pinterest into it, it's probably like you're supposed to make five pins, but are you really going to post them all in one go? Maybe it's a a LinkedIn, Facebook. So it's like that kind of on the day announcement. And then everything kind of goes into the file for like, hey, the next time I'm talking about repurposing, I have a fresh graphic that I can pull out and potentially slot into a carousel or into an Instagram story to say, oh, and this is a twofer because so-and-so is talking about repurposing this way. And remember, Nicole talked about repurposing 26x ways. Am I understanding correctly? Yes, okay. you're understanding correctly. It's it's important that, you know, I guess in your in your excitement, people get overzealous in how much they, they create, right? So that's why you're kind of saying, hey, you know, have this for later, put it in your bank, you know, don't, don't go over crazy. <laughs> I don't know if that's the, the best word to say, but just don't go crazy on it. Just, you know, let it sit. You have more to do on that particular episode, but don't go crazy. Yeah. So it's more like 
you you need to be as consistent with the repurposing as you are with the content. So if my first step is I can only get to, let's say, J, and I can be consistent with J for a few months, then I can add K. And then I can always go back and do K to all my previous content. Absolutely. And again, if you have somebody that can help you do M and N, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you can kind of say, okay, I've done eight, you know, Lord, we're getting on the alphabet, but you know, I can do this to this and then let me help have somebody else do M and N and then I can go further past then. But it's important that we are consistent with the repurposing that we have. So maybe 26 is not where you're at right now. That's fine. But at least get, just like you said, A to E if you could. Yeah, at least get a at least get a bit of it going so it feels like you're using this valuable content. So how do we manage the bank? You know me, I like a spreadsheet, I like a system, I like a process. How do I know that in my bank, so I've done this episode, I've sent out my first five repurposings, which is all announcing it on the day and some pretty audiograms and graphics and pins and things. And now I have let's say another five pieces in the bank. How do I manage what has been used already and what's still sitting there so that it's a reminder for me? Like, what would you do to manage that? Well, personally, I'm an Airtable girl. I know a lot of people click up, Asana, whatever, whatever. Use whatever it is that you would like to use. And what I do is I'll either have like a a link to my folder or something where I have like used in bank where like I still have it there. And I make sure that I have themes on whatever my air table essentially where I'll uh, put a I think it says category where I put a category of virtual events or category of female entrepreneurship or category of, you know, VIP days or category of marketing, whatever the category is that of the particular content. So whenever I need to filter, I think it's the filter, I can filter and see what are all of my content bank items that talk about marketing. And I can quickly pull out based on, you know, what I have there, which one I want. So I know you can do that in Asana. I know you can do an Airtable. Not sure about ClickUp. I'm sure you can. But I categorize everything based on what it's about and quickly am, I'm able to see what I haven't used. I also have like a button that says like check mark if you, I've used it. So uh, in, in Airtable, you can create check where you check it and you can filter out anything you have used or not used. So that's just kind of how I create my bank. Yeah, I like that a lot because I'm an Airtable person as well for content. Um, and I like the idea that So say this episode is on repurposing, that could almost be a subcategory. So, you know, I have my three superpower subcategories and you would go into my more kind of marketing one. And so I would pull up marketing. And then as soon as I went to type in repurposing for someone new, it would flag to me that that word already exists. And so I could filter on it which would then highlight to me when I do have other assets that match as well. So it's kind of the like repurposing of the repurposing. (laughs) You love it. (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go down such a spiral on this one. (laughs) Oh no, don't do it. I told you don't do it. Don't do it. But it's, it's exciting. No, no, no. Like, like a good spiral. 
Okay, a good spiral. Okay, good spirals are good. I just want to make sure that it's not overwhelming for anybody who listens, right? You know, just like you said, you know, go A to E if that's what you can do right now. Outsource the F and G or whatever the case may be. But, oh, that kind of rhymed. But <laughs> you just want to make sure that you're able to you know, not overwhelm yourself with repurposing. And the repurpose for repurpose sake. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you're not a tech person and you're not like, you know, getting excited by all the different options that we're talking about, like having a Google Sheets that lists like your primary piece of content and then what you've done with it, like in the next column is better than having absolutely nothing. Yeah, just as effective. You know, having all of that content. Right, right. I think it's use, use use what you'll use, I think is where I'm trying to come at it. Yeah. Don't, don't learn anything new for this. Please don't. (laughs) So this has been great because obviously like for me, it's like a personal walkthrough of how should I repurpose my content, but for the listener who maybe has a podcast as well or a live show or some form of regular content, like a blog, where can they get started? What's the best place for them to find you and either pay you to do it for them or figure out how to do it themselves? Well, my website, fempreneuronline.com, is uh, the place I would have anybody go uh, to go if they're interested in the 26X repurposing package with us. We love, like just in the intro, we love working with coaches and service providers who have podcasts and who have, you know, YouTube channels, something where they create some sort of content. We haven't really worked with bloggers because we really like that audio and video and or video piece of it, but I'm sure one day that'll happen. Um, So that's awesome. Other places, you know, Instagram, Fempreneur Online, I'm there. If you wanted to chat with me in the DMs, hey, I have this, 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 and this. How could I do it? How can I make it better? How can I repurpose it to the max, only to 26? You can go and find me there. I just want you to know that I am going to be sitting down and coming up with my 26 repurposings and then naming them so that they spell out the alphabet because that's the kind of nerd that I am. No, that that was the whole point of making it 26. That was the whole point. So I could say A, B, C. That was the whole point of it. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to actually start so that like A is a word that begins with A. Oh, 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 wow. That is nerdy, but I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love I mean, that. The thing is, is I love an acronym. Okay. I love an acronym. So this is like the ultimate like challenge. Like what will I call the Z? That's, oh, like, no. I have ooh. the dictionary. Here you come. Yes. Thesaurus.com is my friend. Okay. So to, f- <laughs> to finish up, I ask all of my guests two questions. The first one is what is the number one lifestyle boundary you have for your business? Oh, wow. I'm still creating them, but I have implemented self-care days in the business, which is something that's like, huh? At least for a nurse, because I literally work three days a week, 12 hour days. And then when I would get home from that, I would work the business on the days I had off. So having one day during the week that I can just say is my own and I'm not touching this business. That's that's a huge boundary that I just started creating because I found myself working seven days a week and <laughs> husbands don't like that. No, and I think that's an interesting one because your day job is incredibly emotionally, mentally, physically taxing. It's not like you have a quiet 
day job that doesn't require its own recovery. And it's not, I guess. Yeah, sometimes I recover in the office, <laughs> like working on this business. I'm recovering in my chair, like right now. Like I, I worked yesterday before this interview. So waking up, I was like, oh, okay, it's okay. <laughs> I'll wake up, but I'm recovering right now talking to you, Diane. I am recovering. So sometimes I, you know, I had to decide to put in that self care. Yeah, I think that's a really good boundary for you. Okay, so secondly, what's the worst piece of cookie cutter advice you've been given as an entrepreneur? Oh, man. The worst. That's kind of hard because it's so much. It's so much. So, you know, you have to be everywhere. I think that's one of the things. You can do it all on your own. Which is... Which is interesting. You have to be everywhere as not so great advice coming from a person who preaches repurposing. Yeah. <laughs> is an interesting juxtaposition. Well, you don't just going to point that one out. There. You do not have to be everywhere, people. You can repurpose the heck just on Instagram. You can repurpose the heck just on YouTube. You do not have to repurpose on every platform. Just so people understand that it's the platforms that have the most impact in your business is where you should repurpose. But yeah, but you don't have to be everywhere. I think also like a lot of the people who preached you have to be everywhere were, it almost felt like they were preaching new content to be everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was their you way know, fresh of content. That, yeah, that was their way of kind of just getting people to, oh, YouTube. Oh, they teach YouTube. Oh, they teach Instagram. Oh, they, <laughs> that was, that was their way of just teaching everything. So, but yeah, that, and that, that probably is the, the biggest one that I had to learn very early on. Yeah, especially for someone like you who has that day job, right? You, Your capacity is – it's not like you can just be like, okay, hospital, I've decided that I'm not going to come in today because, <laughs> you know, my business really needs some attention, <laughs> right? So you have to have <laughs> – you have, like, capacity built in for you, you yeah. know? You, you can't just keep going. Exactly. But I also have a great team, so I will oh. I will give it up to my team. They're they're really amazing, and they make me everywhere in the sense of the business without me being everywhere. So I love them. Right. So you can be everywhere, but not on your own. Well, not hold on, not everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> but you can be everywhere in your business and for your clients. Yeah, I want to make sure people are like, oh, let me go on Instagram, let me go on Facebook, let me go on LinkedIn. Now that people are thinking they can go everywhere, I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't go to all the platforms. But I can be in multiple clients' creation, creating client content without being everywhere. Yeah, you can be everywhere important, let's say yes. that. Yes, yes, let's say that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for this. I feel like I just had my own like private repurposing session. Let's just reiterate again for you, social media, if people want to keep talking, keep having the conversation with you, Instagram is your preference? Yes, Instagram, Fempreneur Online is the handle. Awesome. I will also link that in the show notes to make you easy to find. Thank you so much for this. It's been great. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the podcast and leave us a review.